Welcome to Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. I'm your host, Kate Hess. You're in the right place if you're tired of feeling stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, or if your critical inner voice is the loudest voice in your head. Join me each week for actionable, healthful, and healing habits based in mental and emotional hygiene practices to help you turn your self-criticism into self-love. And along the way, bring more freedom, serenity, resilience, and joy into your life. I'm a mental and emotional hygiene coach, and I'm thrilled to join you each week to answer your questions and help you live your best life. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's questioner asks, what can I do when everything feels like a chore? It's a terrible feeling when you wake up knowing the only thing ahead of you is chores you need to struggle your way through until you fall back into bed at the end of the day. There are a few different reasons why everything in your life might feel like a chore. Let's break down the possible reasons and talk about options to help bring more play and joy into your life and remove the feeling that everything you're dealing with is a chore. I've created a checklist to go along with this episode. It covers several different questions you can ask yourself to help determine why everything in your life feels like a chore and the steps you can start taking to change that. You can get your copy at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P9. That's P as in podcast and the number nine. First, if you haven't already, make an appointment to check in with your doctor. While not the only reason, it's possible you're experiencing depression, a chronic illness, or some other medical reason for feeling like everything in your life is a chore. Once you've ruled out an underlying medical condition or gotten a handle on any existing medical conditions, here's a few more things to think about. Review your to-do list. It's possible that everything in your life feels like a chore because everything in your life is a chore. Have you filled your day with things that under any circumstances would feel more like an obligation than a joy? We did a deep dive on taming your to-do list and being really thoughtful in what makes it on and what to remove in episode six. You can listen to that episode and get the Taming Your To-Do List cheat sheet at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P6. That's P as in podcast and the number six. I'll add a link in the show notes. If you discover your to-do list is just filled with chores, even if they are in alignment with your unique priorities. It's no surprise that you might be feeling like everything in your life is a chore. In this situation, start adding one fun thing to your daily schedule. Not your to-do list, your schedule. Lock out the time on your calendar, set an alert or reminder, and treat it like a non-negotiable. And if you're having trouble thinking of fun activities, try revisiting things you enjoyed as a kid. And if you can't remember what you enjoyed as a kid, ask an old friend or family member what your childhood passions were. Next, are you aiming for perfection? If the tasks on your to-do list are things you've enjoyed in the past, or you could imagine yourself enjoying under other circumstances, think about how you're approaching them. Are you expecting perfection and the struggle to reach that point is taking the joy out of the task? I've spent most of my life struggling with the desire to be perfect at everything I tackle. In school, an A- might as well have been an F. As an adult, I tried to put 110% into everything I did, 
work, relationships, my home. So it could be perfect. As a kid, I went straight from crawling to walking with proficiency. It wasn't because I was a walking prodigy. Rather, it was because when I thought no one was looking, I would practice walking around my crib using the railing for support. Even at that age, I struggled to do anything less than perfect. But here's the thing I've come to understand. Perfection is a myth. It's a moving target. Each time we learn something new, we realize we could have done something better. When I created the original solicited advice videos, I thought I did a great job on balance and cleaning up the audio. As I returned to editing audio for this podcast, I did more research, experimented with settings, and the difference in audio quality between the two is huge. I thought I was pretty close to perfect when I was editing audio last year. I now know how much better I could have made it. That's the thing about perfection. Even if you manage to achieve it, it's fleeting. The next moment that perfection is no more when you realize you could have done something differently. But the amount of time and energy we spend on trying to reach perfection can easily make everything you undertake feel like a chore. Can you pick one item on your to-do list right now where you can aim for B-plus work? Experiment with releasing perfection on just that one thing and letting good enough simply be enough. Have your interests changed? We talked about this as well in episode six while taming your to-do list. Think back on the things you enjoyed doing 20 years ago. How many of those things would you now view as a chore or a burden? What about five years ago? Maybe even six months ago? Spending hours in the garden during the spring is always enjoyable for me. Pulling the thousandth weed in 95 degree weather in the middle of summer might feel like more of a chore. Cleaning up the garden in the crisp autumn air feels like a joy. Finishing up the pieces I didn't get a chance to get to in 40 degree weather as winter rapidly approaches, a lot more like a chore. Maybe your interests changed, but you're still trying to force yourself to complete activities related to old passion projects. For example, if you would rather be sewing than knitting, why are you forcing yourself to finish knitting that blanket? Or perhaps you feel as if, since you've started something, you have some obligation to finish it. I have a rule. When reading a new book, it has 30 pages to hook me. If I'm not interested in finishing it after 30 pages, I stop reading. I know my time isn't worth the struggle of slogging through something I'm not enjoying. It takes reading, which is something I enjoy, and turns it into a chore. What are you trying to force yourself to finish that simply isn't in alignment with your interests any longer? Are your expectations out of line with reality? Most mornings, our cat Lotta will sleep peacefully somewhere while I work. However, some days she wakes up full of energy. And when that happens, every time I sit down to type, Lotta will scamper into my office and start looking for a house plant to nibble on. I'll get up and chase her away from the plants and sit back down. But before I manage to type a single word, she'll be right back at them. And each time I have to get up, I can hear my tone shifting toward more and more frustration as my patience grows thinner and thinner. Although we really try hard not to reinforce naughty behavior with positive attention, Sometimes I need to remind myself that Lada is a cat. 
And as much as I think she understands me, she doesn't really get it when I try to explain that the houseplants don't actually want to be tasted. So eventually, I realize my expectations are out of line with reality. I'm expecting her to be reasonable and rational. She's a cat. So instead of chasing her away, I pick her up, I snuggle her, or I get her brush and give her some focused loving attention because Lada really enjoys brushings and, as a bonus, it reduces the cat tumbleweeds rolling through our house. Or I'll run around the house tossing toys and playing the cat version of tag. And spoiler alert, after spending a little time together, Lada curls up somewhere, cozy, peacefully snoozing, and I've put a healthy splash of tea into my teacup with a little surprise moment of play. When you shift your perspective from being stressed because you're unable to focus on what you should be doing to instead seeing the opportunity the situation presents, things feel less hard and you're able to move from feeling frustrated and annoyed to feeling joyful and serene. If you're finding the things in your life feel like chores because what you expect and the reality of the situation are out of alignment, first remind yourself to focus on the opportunity in the situation. This means looking for the silver lining, the lesson, or the spontaneous moment. This isn't the same as ignoring the negative. It's simply about reframing what isn't working to find a way to make it work. Another way our expectations and reality diverge is when we don't have margin built into our day. If you don't plan your schedule down to the minute, you'll have enough flexibility so you can take 10 to 15 minutes several times a day for spontaneous moments. Having this bit of margin built in, you're able to fully enjoy these moments as they come up without the anxiety of falling behind on your to-do list, dampening your joy. This bit of margin is also incredibly helpful if something takes longer than expected. If you find that your expectations for how long something will take are chronically shorter than the reality, then rushing to pack 12 hours worth of stuff into an eight-hour time window is bound to make you feel like even the fun things are chores. If this sounds like you, check out my personal energy audit. I'll add a link in the show notes. It will help you understand not only how to plan realistic timeframes for your day, but it will also help you discover areas where you're leaking energy that could be used to either restore you or for productive purposes. Everything feels like a chore when your tank is on empty. Here's where it's critically important you make sure you have enough self-care in your life. Sometimes things feel like a chore because we're exhausted, run down, and out of energy. The way you refill your mental, emotional, and physical energy is through self-care. The more self-care in your life, the more energized you'll feel, and the less some of those tasks will feel like a chore simply because they require your energy input in some way. For many years, when someone would ask me how I was doing, I would say, okay, or I'm fine, thanks, how are you? Because those are the polite things we learn to say when someone asks how we're doing. But occasionally someone would say, no, really, how are you actually doing? And the answer to that question was a lot different. Often it was exhausted, overwhelmed, stressed out. Sometimes the answer really was, okay, but let's be honest. Okay is just one step above not okay. And the truth is that we all deserve to feel awesome, fantastic, joyful, and great, not just okay. Now when someone asks how I'm doing, my answer is much more likely to be 
I'm really good, or I'm busy working on such exciting stuff. Even at the end of the day when the answer is tired, it comes with a deep feeling of accomplishment and pride in everything I've done that day. And the acknowledge that tired will lead to an incredibly restful sleep. I've made a lot of changes to result in this shift. And one of those changes that can still have an instant impact on changing a so-so day to a fantastic one is self-care. I talked a lot about understanding what self-care looks like for you in episode four. You can listen to that episode and get my free self-care toolkit to help you create a consistent, sufficient, and sustainable self-care routine that works for you and your life at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P4. That's P is in podcast and the number four. And I'll add that to the show notes as well. Finally, no matter how well you clean up your to-do list, no matter how much margin you plan into your day, no matter how full your reserves are, and no matter how much you align your expectations with reality, some things you might otherwise wish to avoid are going to be necessary. But it doesn't mean they can't be fun. Make sure you're subscribed to wherever you receive podcasts for next week's episode, where I'm answering the question of how to make the necessary things in life enjoyable. So in conclusion, there are a number of reasons why you could feel like everything in your life is a chore. You might find you resonate with one, several, or all of these reasons. Grab this week's checklist to help you determine what might be causing your life to feel like it's filled with chores and how to start making changes. You can get that checklist at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P9, and I'll add that link to the show notes. Working to adjust just one of these reasons your life feels like it's filled with chores will start to shift things for you. Remember, little steps are the key to sustained progress. And don't forget to tune in next week for the second half of this discussion. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you've got a question that you'd love to hear addressed on a future episode, please submit it using the form on my website at nourishnessbreathe.com forward slash podcast. I'll include that link in the show notes. And remember, living your best life isn't about changing your life. It's about changing the way you show up for your life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. If you enjoyed this episode, Please take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Your rating and review makes it possible for other people just like you to discover this podcast. And don't forget to check out all of my free resources at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash resources. I'm sending you a great big hug. You've got this.